Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Leah. Hey Leah. Hi Becky. Um, So we have been anticipating this title. We have, very Uh, much so. We were super lucky that (laughs) Natasha Madison, we're recording this in mid-May. This book does not come out until the first week of June, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. And we were lucky to get early advanced copies um, from her because she felt that after we have shared our frustration on her former hero, on her hero, Nico, she felt we might have similar (laughs) feelings towards the hero in this book. I will say yes, but mostly no. I had a Kindle throwing moment. Oh, I had a couple Kindle throwing moments, but I was not still mad at him at the end. I was not still mad at him at the end. So on like I'm still salty at Nico <laughs> three years later. Three years later, we're still mad at <laughs> like Nico. Whenever his book came out, like it's been at least two years. I think it was like March 2021. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm still mad at Nico. Like I'm still salty. I'm gonna look it up because I need to know. So on this <laughs> episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we're reviewing Made for Romeo by Natasha Madison. This is book four in the Made for series. This will be a spoiler-free review for you guys. Um, Mm -hmm. And we will link this synopsis of this book in our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. I feel with this Made for series, Natasha is hitting... She always writes a really great book. Some, you know, you connect with more than others. But in this particular series... She's hitting us with some really deep emotions, but I don't feel like it's just emotions for angst. It's emotions with purpose. Well, and it's one of those things where it's really, she's really going back to like old school Natasha, Mm -hmm. like where, like where she was really hitting her bread and butter, like stride in the way she's told her stories. And I feel like she kind of lost a little bit of like that, gumption and direction in the way that she wrote the stories and not that the stories were bad but like it just there were a couple that they didn't hit as good for us like they were still really well written but she really like she's focusing on like the the main characters of the book like their story is first and foremost in these stories and like the emotions that she gives us are they're real and they're they're heavy and they're she's not a She's not afraid to take chances in a couple of these books, which I really enjoy. Not at all. So in this one, it was re- it's released June 2nd of 2023. It is in Kindle Unlimited. This is a second chance, next gen, Hollywood norm, enemies to lovers, billionaire romance, redemption romance, and it is a slow burn. Mm-hmm. And he has to redeem himself big. Oh, yeah. There's lots of groveling so much growth um so the made for series this is book four it is a series of standalones you can absolutely read these as individual um this is also sports adjacent trope yeah because so it's the next gen so bennett no beckett what is his name oh shit who are we talking about romeo romeo beckett yeah, I got half right okay so romeo's parents are book one of the hollywood series that she had written and gabriella stone is from the this is series right no the something so she's series. from the something no she's from the this is 
this is. Yeah. Well, that generation. Yeah, she's so Justin's both daughter. Second, yes, both second gens of books, of previous books. So, um, Okay, <clears throat> this is dual first person point of view. Put out percentage was like 60. 62%. 62%. Yeah, 62%. Um, and there is no third act breakup. No, but they actually do not get back. They don't get together until about 40, 45% of the book. I would even say closer to 60% of the book because he's no, still. Because I was, well, because. Yeah, I guess. So there's. Yeah, I guess so. And we'll get to it because there's a couple point in times where she kind of tries to push the relationship forward and he says, hmm. We're, we're nope. going to wait. We're, we're, mm -hmm. I'm going home. Um, yeah. You're not coming back with me to the hotel. I'm not coming in. Well, okay. So they start moving forward again around 40%. Okay. <clears throat> so like we said, this is the story of Romeo Beckett and Gabriella Stone. Um, when they first meet in L.A., they meet at a party, at a Hollywood party. Mm -hmm. Gabriella is there for school. Um, she is working in... Photography. Photography. I was mm -hmm. going to say something else, and that was not right. I knew that. Um, it wasn't even close. Probably. And Romeo is the son of Hollywood royalty, and he is actually mm -hmm. working in film and TV yes. and making some steps to going from kind of teen heartthrob into serious actor. Mm -hmm. um, and but when so when they first get together, like they meet, they have like they they have the sex right away. Like, and yep. they, so they are together for a little while, but they don't go out on dates. They either are at her apartment or his apartment. Like they are very much a secluded secret style relationship. Yeah. And in Romeo's head. So I kind of like how <clears throat> Natasha wrote this mm -hmm. because he wasn't keeping her a secret. No, he was keeping her to himself. Yeah, because he, like, introduced her to his parents. Like, they had dinner with his parents multiple times. Like, they had done things together. But he did not take her in a public space. And I I think part of that is, like, he he wanted, he wanted to keep her to himself. Like, he didn't want the world, like, infringing on their relationship. Well... And he never poses with pictures for her, but then he finds that she's not even hinting about their connection on her social media. Mm -hmm. And I, what I really found really interesting was how Natasha, you know, describes his feelings, because I think it really helps the reader, because we're going to tell you why they broke up. Yeah. And it's very clear. He, in the synopsis, it says he made a grave mistake. Um, Gabriella leaves LA to go attend to her sister. Mm -hmm. And when she comes back and flies in, she goes directly to his house. Yeah. And doesn't tell him that she's coming early. No. And it's a day early. And he yep. walk when she walks in, he has a half naked woman on his lap on his sofa in his living room. Yes. And they are in the midst, it looks as if they are in the midst of doing things. Yes. So Gabby drops the bag that she had in her hands. She leaves. She does not say anything. Doesn't like do anything. She just leaves quietly um, and sends him a text. Yeah. And, and that's it. And then she goes back to Dallas. And I think that 
Romeo kept waiting for her to call him out, for Mm -hmm. the other shoe to drop, for her to somehow land blast him and, you know, out him to the public for his mistake. She never does that, which I think shows one, her, she's a lady. Like, she's not going to put herself in that. She doesn't want to be the scorned woman. No. Well, but also too, like, I think part of it is like if he had really paid attention to who she was and who her family was, like he would have realized like that wouldn't have happened. Like she would not have been the type of person to do that because her family is very much in the public eye. Like she might not personally be, but her family is, and she is not that type of person. But so when he realizes that she is not blasting the tabloids with his misdeeds or like not a single comment anywhere has been made he realizes but i don't think his whole i don't think his whole eyes are open until he has a conversation with gabrielle's twin sister Mm -hmm. because she has not disclosed anything the relationship or why they broke up to Mm -hmm. her to her sister she hasn't told anyone she's told told nobody she went back to dallas and she quietly lived her life and was just ignoring him. I mean, she was heartbroken, but I think it shows some vulnerability to a character. And again, had this not been written as well as it was as a reader, that could have her being a, you could have taken her lack of calling him out, her lack of going to her family and expressing her heartache as weak. Like, she's really a weak character. She's going to play the victim, you know, and just be shy in the corner. It wasn't about that. It was Mm self-preservation. Well, and like her family knew that something had happened. Her family knew there was something going on, but they also knew that she was not going to talk about it. I think. And I, that's one thing I really enjoy about this series is like the family dynamic and like the family is not thrown into your face in this book. And I really like that. Like they are there, they are present. They are a big part of it because they're a big, loud, connected family. And so like, they're very in tune with each other and they allow Gabby, they allow her to hide. But at the same time, like they still make her live her life. Yeah. Yeah. So The book opens with Romeo on Gabrielle's doorstep. He has just gotten off the plane. They've been apart for, what, about nine months? It's like eight or nine months, yeah. Um, He's been on uh, a movie shoot shoot overseas. Mm -hmm. And instead of going to L.A., he goes straight to Dallas, where he is holed up in a hotel. And he has come to Dallas, and he is not leaving until he has won Gabby back because while he was on this shoot he took a long hard look at himself but he also started seeing a therapist Mm -hmm. which I liked that she talked about that I do too well and I like that he recognized so after like the text and all that stuff and he realizes that she saw because he finds the bag like and like still nothing um, it takes him some time. Like it's, he even says it's about a month after everything happened. Like, and he was still feeling the way that he was, that he realized like that his feelings for her were more than he really anticipated. And I like that factor too, is like, 
there was a bigger connection than he recognized at the time. And yes, he did that dumb, dumb thing. But I think this book is written so well that we get his self-awareness. We get his Mm -hmm. journey. But one of the best thing that happens in this book is that he he tells his mom and his dad why he's in Dallas. Because they're like, what are you doing in Dallas? And he's like, listen, you remember, Gabby, I'm here to win her back. Like she and I, I, she is my one. And And his... And then he tells them why they he broke lost up. her. Yeah. And his mom loses it. His mom loses it, but his sister flat out calls him out on everything. Oh, I like, know. I love she's that. like, I love that whole scene. I'm super excited to say though, the sister Riley, she is the next book in the series, but we don't get it till January. Yeah. And she's gonna be with Stone. Oh, nice. That's going to be so good. Cannot wait. So good. Um, <laughs> but there's some really, honestly, like Riley has some real zingers in like when she's yelling at him about this. But what I really enjoy about that whole scene is his mom is like, what is your problem? Who are you? Like, we did not raise you to be this kind of person. And his dad is disappointed. And his dad makes a comment about how I don't remember how it was worded, but his mom like, like snaps back and is like, so it would be okay if I did this. And then I like seeked forgiveness and that would be okay. And his dad is like, I'm going to just walk away now because he's like, I know I fucked up in what I said. Like, I know I like should not have said what I said, but I, I love the fact that his parents aren't like, oh, it's okay. You made a mistake. Like they called him out. They're like, we raised you better than this. We raised you to be a better person. We raised you to not be this dumbass. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just really great. That dynamic that, you know, they are like, hmm. we we, we're better than this we don't behave like that Mm -hmm. and in his seeking of forgiveness he really puts the boundaries out there clearly yeah um and he he tells her honestly i'm here to win you back but i'm doing it the right way this time Mm -hmm. and he could just whine and dine her and take her everywhere and you know have her swoon over him but that's not that's not what happens it's not, but I, th- I think when he first goes back and he's at her door, I, he expected it to go differently. And like, I think that he thought that she was going to welcome him with more open arms than she did, but like, she didn't, like she shut him down. Like she says no, like from the get go. And it takes, it takes some time. Like this, the, the whole storyline of the book is not an obscene amount of time. Like it, it is a pretty fast moving storyline. It makes sense. It works. It's not like rushed or anything like that. But I think that the fact that she wasn't willing to listen to him at first because she was so devastated by what happened that like, he kind of has, he has to regroup a little bit. Like, the way that he thought it was going to happen is not the way that it did. So he's like, and he even said, like, I called my therapist to talk about this, like why, like what I can do differently in this situation. And there are absolute moments in this book where you're like, what the heck, Romeo? What the freaking heck? Now I will say Nico is, has some little scenes in this book. He does. And he kind of plays the part of matchmaker. Um, and yes. 
he kind of butts his nose into things. Did it redeem him in my eyes? Maybe a little bit. Well, honestly. But I'm still kind of mad uh, at him. I mean, it's been like technically in the book world, it's been like 10 years since, you know. Oh, yeah. He and Becca got together. Yeah. Well, it was 2021. It was February of 21. Like that's when that came out. We are still mad at him. But they have babies now in that book that are like seven or eight years old. And they're not babies anymore. They don't have babies anymore. They have like real people. (laughs) But I'm still mad at him. Yes. But he honestly, I will say in the second section of the only one series, like I did not hate Nico as much as I did at the end of his book. He has come a long way. He has shown (laughs) some growth. I still have forgiven him. Um, you know, as you can expect with any um, with any Natasha Madison book that's in her hockey world, we do get the hilarious antics of Max and Matthew. Oh man, I love in a Cooperstone sighting. <laughs> you got well, of course, you got the OG, and it was so fun. And I am super curious. Uh, Natasha shared with us on the happy hour that. The hockey series is crossing over into her southern world, mm-hmm. and we are hinted at one of uh, Gabby's well, brothers. That's yes, because it over. I think it's Chase. No, Chase's it, book um, one wow. in this okay. series. No, so the one brother, like I actually just was like leafing through, and he is with Sophia. It's going to be Sophia, yeah, from he, the southern series. I think that's one of the brothers, maybe Matthew. Or let something, me look, let me Maddie, look that walked in on Max and his wife. Oh yeah, at their house. <laughs> yeah, because that that happens. Because you know you just I don't swear. go over. Um, yeah, it's Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. So I'm really excited to go over into that Southern series and check this out. Um, I this book. So for a second chance book, that technically. They broke up because of cheating. And I know that mm-hmm. that's going to put some red flags up for people. And they're going to be like, oh, I can never forgive him. You trust you us. can, though. Trust us. Trust us. But it, but one thing I like, though, is there are some things that happened after they broke up that I was, I really like the fact that Natasha made that author decision with Gabby. Yes. Yes. I she- think that that was a good way to take this she put the power she put a power move in gabby's hands but also we get some clarification and it is not justification no on romeo's behaviors we get some clarification yes and so you know if you're looking at this book and you're like red flag red flag i can't do this it you know he betrayed her trust us trust us you can well, and if you if you need specifics, just message us yeah. and we will let you know because it this is definitely a book that you you want to read. Like he this is the epitome of a good grovel in romance. Like he does the work. He it's not easy. It's not always pretty. Well, and I'm typically very harsh on second chance romances. Because yeah, a lot well, of times it just feels like it was an easy way for the author to give us a connection to the characters without actually showing us the connection. 
Well, but sometimes too, I feel like second chance is kind of like that throwaway one where they like run into each other. And so it's like a second chance because of that. Like he is actively seeking out the second chance. And I think that's why this one is a little bit different because like when couples break up and they run into each other, it's like, oh, I've loved you forever, but they never search that person out. Yeah. It's like, you've really really cared about them that much but you you were never going to to go see them like you just happened to run into them and that is like the catalyst for like romeo is actively going after gabby like he is actively saying this is my person this is my end game and i think that is one reason that the second chance works as well as it does yeah um Okay, if you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance, or you just have an author you would like to see us featured, yes. send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. We are, so this book, we're talking about it in May, but I don't believe that this book drops until end of June, July. Um, we're recording in advance because I'm taking some much needed vacation time away from uh recording just recording podcasts will stay the same um but so if you send us one just note that it might be august or september before you hear the title yeah well but also too like sometimes we are inundated with um episode research and episode backlist That's that true. we are so sometimes we don't have time to get to those authors but like if you give us an author you give us a book it is on the list yeah. and the list is mighty the list is mighty. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, okay, Leah, thanks for hanging out with me and talking about Made for Romeo. Oh, Romeo. Romeo, what the heck, Romeo? Oh, Romeo. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 